With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. All right, the other one we've got to talk about too. We're still not sure about what the exact sides are, but we've got Test Cricket coming up. Of course, it's on Boxing Day. It's Australia up against uh, South Africa. Lots of storylines going into this one, Tristan, but tell us what the market is saying here. Yeah, well, I ended up going up and watching day two of the uh, the Test of the Gabba. We were tossing up between day two and day three, so I'm glad uh, we picked day two in the end, but that was... Uh, very uh, interesting uh, pitch there, and um, you know, like there's obviously been a lot made of it, and and um, you know, it was the same for both sides. It, it was it was it was a probably a disappointing outcome. I think trying to prepare a test wicket a little bit later than what the Gabba would normally have to do, as it generally gets the first uh, test in November. So I think there's a lot of things brought into it, but it will certainly make the uh, there will be a lot of eyes on how the wickets prepared. In, um, in in Melbourne, and we see the Aussies a dollar thirty two favourites. South Africa five dollars, and the draw nine dollars twenty five. So, without discounting the the wicket, I think we have to look at both sides batting. There was there was frailties in both sides batting. There was some really really high quality fast bowling, and and I think whatever pitch you play on, there would have been a lot of wickets fallen uh, in quick succession with the the way that the the ball was was very dominant against the batting side, which I, I think we've seen. In the Aussie side for, for for quite a while, that was maybe, you know, maybe the, there was a few paper cracks over things when the windies were out here. But um, the Aussies are very very firm favourites. Uh, just looking at the additional markets at the moment, we've got 130 of them. Player of the match is always very popular. Steve Smith seven dollars. Mark Marnus Lubbershane seven fifty. Paddy Cummins ten. Scotty Boland at ten dollars, and then David Warner at twelve. It's his hundredth hundredth test. Of course, he's been under enormous pressure after. Obviously failing, he wasn't alone in failing in the, uh, in, in the in the most recent test, but his form has been a little bit haphazard. So it'll be a lot of storylines surrounding uh, Davey, depending on how he goes in this game. So um, certainly the Aussies are very firm favourites. You end up with a, a two-day test in the, at the Gabba, which is almost unheard of. And uh, there are a lot of stories around Brisbane that uh, I heard in the next couple of days of people who bought corporate boxes for uh, day three and day four. Uh, we now go to Melbourne. Uh, gee, Australian cricket would absolutely be sweating on Australia winning the toss, wouldn't they? And batting first and then hoping that um, they get themselves in and can bat through at least the first couple of days, put a big score up and at least see the test maybe get to three, possibly four days. Um, uh, Jimmy, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we now end up with two back-to-back uh, test series here in Australia that have uh, failed the last many days in each of them. Listen to you Queenslanders defending all the other Queenslanders involved in the preparation of that pitch. Like, seriously, I, like, his name is um, David Sandersky. He's the, he's the curator of the Gabba, and he just got it horribly wrong. Like, it, it pull the covers back on that one, and you just go, holy. Uh, and, and, you know, that's from my untrained eye that don't look at it every day and see if they're getting ready for Sheffield. It's completely unacceptable. The ICC said it's unacceptable. Um, you know, they've got some demerit points coming out of that, whatever that means. Of course, 
no chance will the the Gabba lose its um, uh, test status, but there's a chance it's going to get the drop in wickets, which the AFL have been crying out for. And when you produce something like that in a two-day test match, yes, you can talk about the the lack of technique and the frailty in the batting and the quality of the bowling attacks on both sides. But it's just it's just unfair on test cricket uh, when you produce wickets like that. Um, from an Australian point of view, that was challenging from a batting perspective. And thank heavens for Travis Head. By the way, Jared, I tipped Pat Cummins as man of the match in that game. And of course, he comes up with a seven for including five in the second and he gets pipped by Travis Head. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but this this bowling attack from South Africa is a quality bowling attack. Kagisa Rabada is superb. Notke is very hard to handle. Jensen, the left arm. What about him creating problems for everyone? Um, they've got to improve. I think the, the the market, what I see in this test series, Tristan, and this test in particular is South Africa's batting is a mile away. I don't care whether they pay Boland or Hazelwood or whoever, that they're a mile away from being able to combat this Australian bowling attack. And, and as a result of that, Australia's going to have to defend or chase really low totals um, and that's going to make it pretty straightforward for them. Uh, the, the the great concern is how long does it take? Because we want it to be more than more than three and a half days. At, at this point, I reckon Cricket Australia take three, um, which is a they'd bit. Be, of a they'd be happy with three. And Jimmy, I don't know what this whole anti Queensland banter that you try and come up with. I mean, I I live a block from the Gabba, and I was there on uh, on the eve of play. Walked walked around, had a look at the pitch. Just looked fantastic to me. I mean. Uh, the, the key issue here is that South African, as you did touch on seriously, just don't have a batting lineup. And, um, you know, whether they end up batting first or batting second, um, they're just in dire straits. And if Australia do bat first off winning the toss on Boxing Day and get through to lunch on day two into the end of day two with a, a big total, uh, they won't have to bat again. You know what you should have done when you're walking around the Gabba? Hey, Dave, Dave. Let me get hold of the heavy roller, mate, and I'll sit on this for the rest of the night just to really <laughs> flatten this thing out. And by the way, we'll, while we're at it, we'll take some grass off it as well. But Dave and I sat at the end of the pitch. We pulled up a couple of uh, portable chairs and opened the esky and had a couple of quiet beers and just admired the quality of his work, Jimmy. It really felt like Dave had done that in the month leading up to the preparation of that test match. But, we, yeah. Well, listen, we may have tipped a couple of them in certain spots of the pitch. but Anyway, I'm all over the $1.32 for the Aussies in this Boxing Day test match. Uh, let me say that. Let me say that. Um, all right, let's go to the NFL. Right, anyone else? You got, a, you got a tip around that, Tristan? You like getting involved in this cricket? Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think the Aussies are going to be very, very hard to, to beat. So it, it's and it's probably one of those ones where maybe another, um, you know, an, another uh, score if, if batting is hard to to uh, to score runs in is, is going to be the man of the match sort of situation. And I think they're going to sort of share the wickets around reasonably well. So I just having a look at the the, the guys at the top of the order. You got Steve Smith at seven, Lubbershane at seven fifty. Um, and as you say, that bowling attack of the South African with with that new ball, they're, they're going to be very, very hard to play. I'm sort of struggling to understand why Travis Head, on the back of the summer he's having, is close to double the price of of both of those players. And at eleven dollars, I'd probably have something sneaky on him again, just to uh, just to, to to keep that momentum going because he's looked an absolutely fantastic touch. And at eleven dollars, I just feel he probably should be a little bit closer to Smith and Lubbershane at the top of the order there. 
The other one I think to keep an eye on is Boland. He has an outstanding record at the MCG. And we saw what he did 12 months ago in this test when he came in. And, you know, clearly he bowled very well in Brisbane. And um, uh, that record in, in, in Melbourne. And if, you know, if Australia end up bowling first, um, I'm sure he's well amongst the wickets. It's ridiculous. He's like, he takes, forget about his average, which is off the charts. He takes a wicket every 30 balls in test cricket. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, he's better than was a Macram. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's what, I oh know it's, it's completely um, in, incomparable because of the number of test matches played, but that's, that's what his stats are saying, which is. And, and a, a, a wonderful, modest, uh, lovely fella, um, you know, so thankful of having the career that he has. Um, you know, the thanks to the people that have helped him all the way up the ladder. And you're right, Jimmy. I mean, he just gets out there and just, you know, cracks wickets, doesn't he? And, and, and I think the other thing that the, the two, in addition to that, was, you know, like he put his hand up to be the night, night watchman as well when, uh, you know, and he seems to thrive on those situations when it is a bit tough to get out there when the ball is doing a bit with an over or so to go. I know he, uh, I know he didn't last till uh, till the next morning, but he did his job. So I think things like that are, are really going to be uh, beneficial in that Australian setup. When, but perhaps maybe uh, some of the other players in the team maybe don't always have that same sort of mentality. Having been a night watchman, who was dismissed on the last ball of a day, even at the under seventeen level, and the devastation that followed over the course of the next eighteen hours before we were able to get back onto the field, I can only can only. Um, wonder what Scotty Bowler was feeling that night. And, of course, no one would have mentioned the fact, hey, Scotty, you nearly lasted until tomorrow. Imagine being not out overnight in a test match. Like, seriously. Hey, it's a live feed into your Facebook and Instagram page every day of the week. But anyway, um, did his job. Didn't quite get to bat the next day, as you say.